0: Welcome to Body
1: Sculpt of New York, Six Weeks to Fitness podcast, where we hope to inform, motivate, encourage, and inspire you to live a healthier lifestyle. And now, here's your host, the president of Body Sculpt of New York, Vince Ferguson. Hi, I'm Vince Ferguson. Welcome to Six Weeks to Fitness, Episode 196. Thank you so much for joining me today. Dr. Sono Harari is an orthopedic surgeon Who specializes in the diagnosis and treatment of shoulder and knee pain. Dr. Harari is an expert in minimally invasive techniques for shoulder and knee arthroscopy and knee replacement. She has treated players in many elite athlete organizations including the Stanford football and basketball teams, the United Football League, and the San Jose Ballet. And here today during National Nutrition Month to talk about the importance of movement, hydration, and how to, achieve, how to achieve a healthy and injury-free body is Dr. Sona Harari. Dr. Harari, how are you today? Thanks for having me. <laughs> Thank you for coming on the show. It's really a pleasure having you. But before we talk about hydration, movement, all that good stuff, Tell my listeners and my audience, where did you grow up and what inspired you, doctor, to become an orthopedic surgeon?
0: Well, So this is a really funny timing for this as well, because there's actually um, a book that's coming out um, soon um, in about five days um, called Brilliance Beyond Borders, which is actually a chapter about my story. So um, I, I was born in Tehran. Uh, my, parents um, happily had been um, Western educated. So my dad went to UCLA and my mom went to University of Indiana and the revolution happened in 1979 in Iran. And so I was born in 77. I was about two when it happened. And so we came to the United States as refugees and very grateful for where we were lucky enough to wind up. and. the thing that resonated with me throughout that experience of growing up is that you know everything can be taken away but your health and your education are things that you just carry with you and you just have to invest in both of those things because those are the things that are intrinsic to you that cannot be taken away that can get you through if things go very wrong and you know of course it's very much in my mind right now looking over at Ukraine and these poor people and thinking about what really is the essence of who you are and what you can take with you. Um, so education was really important to me. Um, I knew that having my parents have been Western educated really helped us come here um, and, and build back. Um, and so I'm also just naturally really curious and just obsessed with information. And so um, that's been very important to me growing up is reading, just reading a lot. and. And finding people who are experts in their fields and listening to them and mentors. And so, um, I grew up in Menlo Park, California. I went to Harvard for my undergraduate degree. I went to Stanford for medical school. I went back to Harvard for um, my orthopedic surgery residency, and I came. I stayed there for a knee replacement fellowship, and then I came back to Stanford for a sports and arthroscopy fellowship. So my Real focus is knees and shoulders. Um, part of what I I really value is being really, really good at what you do. And it's not gonna be everything. You really just gotta hone down on what your forte is and that I really wanna be able to tell people when I'm doing something, particularly if I'm operating on someone, that I'm telling you nobody can do this better in the world as well as me, but not better. and that's really important for me to have the confidence when I'm speaking to somebody, especially if something is important as surgery, which is what I do, is that I can have that confidence. I look, I've studied hard, I've trained in the best places, and I really just do what I know I'm the best at. And so I think that's just in general for life that you, that everybody should sort of find what they're really good at, what they're really passionate about it, and then just dig into that so that you have, that confidence to know that what you're doing nobody is better than you or at least you're in that top echelon
1: wow that's awesome i I would imagine the athletes who put their their trust in you their 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 body in your hands i bet they're very happy to put their, their bodies in your hands because you believe the way you do you know
0: and and just as important as you know the people who are who are doing athletics for their, for their living is, you know, the weekend warriors and the people are just doing their own meaningful life and need to stay healthy in order to be able to sustain that for their careers, for their families, for their communities. And so um, just a very small percentage of people are people who are earning a living based on their health, but that drives everything else for people who are making a difference in their communities and their families. And it's sort of like, you know, that in the airplane, they say, you know, when the oxygen comes down, you know, put it on somebody else and um, put it on yourself first before yes. you put on somebody else. You yes. got to take care of yourself before you can take care of other people.
1: Yes. Oh, most definitely. Now, when you see these athletes, what are some of the common injuries that you see?
0: So, very commonly for me, I'll, I'll go into is, um, weight bearing flexion. So a lot of people will ask me, um, how can I be active and not wear down my body? Right. And, you know, I actually was listening to one of your podcasts with, um, Say it was um, Chris Mandarino recently. Yeah, um, yes. yeah, he, fantastic, um, fantastic interview. And thank you. So he, he was saying that there's so much emphasis on on fitness and very little emphasis on nutrition. Sure. And really, it should be it's the opposite. It's what's the core? Uh, what's the cart and what's the horse? Well, gotta put the horse first before the card, right? right and um and that's really nutrition um the fitness comes and so you know i'll have people come in and like oh i'm starting to run because i want to lose weight I'm like no, no 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 you cannot be running to lose weight you've got to lose weight and then maintain it by running so i'm getting back to saying what my main point is nutrition and bmi your body mass index you know it's especially I deal with longitudinal knees. I deal with young people with ACLs, meniscus. I deal with my older patients with total knees. I'm doing, you know, meniscectomies one day and meniscus repairs and ACL repairs. And then the other day I'm replacing the whole knee. And so I see in the whole gamut and how you avoid getting to that part in large part is really your nutrition and your weight. And so you really want to dial in on your computer, the BMI calculator, where are you? What is your BMI? What's your body mass index? Because, you know, especially the front of your knee, your patellofemoral compartment, which is really the vast majority of knee issues, is um, driven by overloading that compartment. So A, being overweight, because you're feeling four to six times your body weight in the patellofemoral compartment, the front of your knee. And, And B, doing activities that minimize um, overload of that front of the knee. So I can list all of them, but I'd rather just tell you the mechanics of it, which is weight-bearing flexion. So weight-bearing flexion, let's break it down. So weight-bearing means you're putting weight on your your legs. And then flexion is your knees are bent. So things like deep and repetitive lunges and squats, you're really overloading the front of your knee, especially if you're using weight on top of your own weight, right? you know, people already have arthritis under the kneecap, they're gonna feel it going from sitting to standing, going downstairs, downhills, you know? So if you could keep things on the level, on the flats, and you can mix things up, meaning that allow your body that natural housekeeping time um, so that these little micro tears can heal instead of coalescing into macro tears and macro injuries. So, you know, try not to do the same muscle groups day, this, days in, in a row, consecutive days try to mix it up. And so right. you're giving your body the chance to actually heal.
1: Amazing. So what do you recommend uh, your clients do? Lunges? Or are you saying they should stay away Deeper. from that?
0: Deep, not deep and repetitive. It's the deep, repetitive ones that really get you. So 30, 40 degrees, that's very effective for quad and for stability. Right. Um, I have my younger patients work on yoga, because um, it's a it's a very good psychologic component stretching component and core component but once you start wearing out your joints you want to switch over to more like a Pilates based um, regimen um, and 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 modify if something hurts um, you know that's your body's way of saying you know you're hurting me and please right. stop you know um, yes. there's there's a there's that good muscle burn that we know um, and then there's pain and sharp pain and you know, especially as you get older, um, sharp pain is often you're overloading a compartment and it's potentially that you're also wearing out the cartilage or the cartilage is wear, worn out and you're you're putting a lot of stress on um, a, a less robust cartilage surface.
1: Hmm. I know when I was growing up, especially in the bodybuilding world, it was always no pain, no gain. So you don't believe in that, right? <laughs>
0: not without the right mechanics you know and so i have a lot of people who um have excellent personal trainers and i also tell them to supplement that at times just for a couple of sessions with a physical therapist just to get different um, takes on mechanics and it's really important to be with somebody who is a personal trainer or a physical therapist that can look at you and tell you if your, if your mechanics are correct. And those subtle tweaks, and even if you're not seeing somebody each workout, um, to have those refresh sessions where somebody's actually watching you and who's thoughtful about the mechanics and cueing you is,
1: is really invaluable. Hmm. So, also flexibility, stretching is a, a, a key component of this as well.
0: Sure. And in, in sports teams, they found that um, trainers who come in as athletic trainers with a, with a major bend on on stretching um, are very effective in terms of prevention of injuries. And you can see the data um, year in and year out when when that mantra changes, when the ethos of the athletic trainer changes. Um, interestingly they found for runners um, runners are a weird breed um and so um like runners if you haven't been a stretcher before you run and then you get into stretching regimen or vice versa doesn't work well you know so in general for runners and this is a major study that was done on that don't don't mess with your routine if you're not getting an injury don't change your shoes don't all of a sudden start stretching just keep things as is and certainly you know keep your weight low on the joints but the stretching thing, I just wanted to let those people know that it might not be a good idea to introduce something new.
1: Really? Really, when it comes to um, stretching?
0: When it comes to stretching, it seems like a, there's a little group um, that, that yeah. shouldn't change their routines.
1: Really? Yeah. But they should stretch, though. They should stretch
0: not before running, not changing the routine right before running. Interestingly, it increases uh, in this study. Yeah. I was surprised, but I can see it because they're very formulaic and um, things work and you just change it. (laughs) So now again, there's injury prevention too, which I, this was just sort of an, that little sub-segment that I was bringing out, but like you know, for example, if you're, uh, you've got daughters who are um, playing basketball or soccer or volleyball, you know, smartest thing to do is to get a trainer or a physical therapist to come in and before the season, do mm-hmm. plyometrics, because when women land, they tend to land knock knee instead of their knees over their toes. And they have a much higher ACL tear rate wow. um, in female yeah. athletes. Um, and so, they have found study after study that if you get these girls to have plyometric training before the season, it decreases the ACL injury rate. And so I think a lot of what we're gonna focus in on um, and that you focus in on is injury prevention. Get it, get in front of it before it becomes an issue. And so, yeah, stretching um, for athletes in general, um, plyometrics, particularly for female athletes. Right. Um, all super effective.
1: Nice, nice. Now, are there other ways to treat um, injuries besides surgery?
0: Yeah, so there's certain surgeries that are necessary because it's a mechanical issue and you have to have a mechanical response to that, right? So for example, a full thickness rotator cuff tear, um, uh, that's that's a larger tear, right? Um, the muscle is pulling back at that tendon. And over time, the tear gets bigger, the muscle atrophies, the tendon retracts, and something that could have been repairable may not be repairable in the future, right? Um, So mechanical things, you know, Achilles rupture, right? Um, An ACL tear, right? So that's no amount of conditioning is going to recreate that ACL. And so, for example, um, I'll have people who come to me about um, ACL injuries, and they want to know, do I need it? to repair, right? Yeah, you do um, in almost all circumstances because um, two reasons. Number one is that when you don't have an ACL, your medial meniscus becomes your stabilizer and you're gonna shred the meniscus and the meniscus is your shock absorber and then you're at higher risk of arthritis. Um, Another thing is there's topographic studies of how thick your cartilage is. And in those areas that are loaded when you have an ACL, it's thick. And when you don't have an ACL, the tibia shifts forward and you're loading thinner cartilage. And so these are always basically, this is all coming down to decrease your risk of arthritis, because once you don't have cartilage, cartilage is not coming back with the technology that we have at this point. And the final stage is a total knee replacement, which is a very successful, but very difficult surgery to go through. And so Really, your your <clears throat> aim should be preserve cartilage
1: preserve. for the knee. Yeah. yeah. So, how, but how? Because we say preserve preserve it. So many of us are having issues doing that. So, what causes the cartridge, loss of cartilage?
0: So, arthritis, and this is so fun for me to talk about because there's so many misperceptions of what is arthritis. So, um, arthritis is flat-out cartilage thinning out. That is the definition of arthritis. Now, why is your cartilage thinning out is multivariable. It's usually osteoarthritis, osteo meaning that it's wear and tear, that it's mechanical. And a lot of that is genetic, whereas how tightly cross-linked is your collagen holding together your matrix? and that's genetics. You'll see, like, oh, my mother had knee replacement. My grandmother was miserable and hobbling around. You'll have that um, that history. Um, but sometimes it's just wear and tear. In that, most of the time, it's wear and tear. In that, it's overuse and it's overweight. And so, either you're you're over overloading it um, through your activities or through your weight or your weight and the combination of what you decide to do. Because if you're overweight and you want to Lose weight, well, great. Do things like stationary bike and swimming where it's very low impact. And then once you get your BMI closer to 25, that's kind of the magic number. Go ahead, run, you know, um, because you're gonna have less load on it. Now, I'm talking the vast majority is osteoarthritis. Now, there's also post-traumatic arthritis. So if you've had an injury in the past, um, and, um, you know, a fracture, imagine the the trauma that takes to break a bone or to rupture a ligament, right? That's not gonna be handled very well with your cartilage. So down the line, you'll have post-traumatic arthritis. You had a meniscus tear and um, that meniscus that you've torn is now no longer a good shock absorber. And so now cartilage is gonna wear out quicker. So you're at higher risk of arthritis. And then there are, um, biologic reasons for arthritis, like um, inflammatory arthritis, meaning like psoriasis, um, lupus, um, rheumatoid. And you know, in the old days, um, before even I was a resident, we'd have people come in with these just terribly disfigured joints um, yeah. from rheumatoid arthritis. And now they have disease-modifying anti-rheumatic drugs. Um, and so if you have a family history of rheumatoid or psoriatic, Um, get in touch with a rheumatologist and get ahead of it because once the cartilage starts breaking down and the joint starts breaking down, it's really a vicious inflammatory pathway. And it really is, look at that word arthritis, the itis part, it's inflammation because you've got a good cartilage. It's like, you know, coefficient of friction is like, you know, ice on ice, right? Really low. And imagine you got ice on one side and then you've got um, on the other side, sandpaper. You're heading towards that way, towards sandpaper. And that scraping, that almost like a ch- shredder, a cheese shredder, you know, as you're going that way, will create arthritis, the inflammation part. And as um, you know, you're saying, like, what are ways to really help yourself decrease injury? Got to get a hold of the, the general inflammation in your body, figure out ways not to trigger it. And figure out ways that once it's triggered to calm it down
1: hmm. do you really, re- essential. <clears throat> really essential. and do you recommend um nutrition as a, a way to reduce the inflammation
0: very much so so um there's mechanical right so mm-hmm. icing you you know there's a reason why every training room um every elite athlete um ice is down after um, training because that is a mechanical way to clamp down the little blood vessels and capillaries that are delivering inflammatory factors um to your to the area so it's decreasing swelling it's decreasing all that comes with inflammation the achiness um, uh, the tightness so ice use that use nature's mechanism um Mm. to decrease inflammation when you feel like you did too much or just even as a routine. I think a lot of people will see, you know, um, stars will just have ice packs that all of a sudden when they're done with the game, they just, you know, wrap them themselves up. And it's, it's very effective again, prevention. Let's get ahead of it before you have to react to inflammation, prevent Mm -hmm. inflammation. So get in front of it with icing. Um, and then nutrition, like don't, One of my favorite books that I tell patients about is this book by um, Michael Pollan, uh, Food Rules, right? So Food Rules is a very, very short book that has a very clear, clear message. And this is it, it's eat food. Okay, how obvious is that? Like, but what (laughs) we're eating, obvious most of the time is not food, it's processed. It's corn syrup. Um, it's not really food. It's not something that was grown. Um, food is, should be fuel, and and what we're eating in many cases is actually really not food. It's chemicals. It's processed and refined sugars. Um, it's corn syrup, masses amounts of corn syrup, and chemical that you don't even know about, like petroleum, in 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 food sources. Yes. You know, food sources. So eat food, eat something that actually organically happens in nature. Um, so eat food, um, eat less, right? So, um, you know, there's that kind of magical 80%. Well, just eat 80% of what you feel like you need to eat. Don't go that last 20% where you can feel your stomach, right? So it's eat food, eat less, um, and mostly plants. So, and, you know, and I've seen it in your podcast. I mean, we can say it a million times to so people, please eat plants, eat more plants. Eat, um, yes. I, part of it is kind of to transition into something else. It's about blue zones. Um, have you heard yeah. of blue zones? Yes, Blue yes. zones are people that yes. uh, it was in two thousand and four, National Geographic had this expedition, and they looked for places where people live to one hundred and over at yes. ten times the average rate in the United States, right? And um, Sardinia is one of those places in Italy, Italy, right? And um, you look at these places, they they identified five blue zones, right? Um, But Sardinia was the leading one and they eat food. They actually eat things that are grown in nature, right? And if you're going to a store and you see something that looks exactly the same, like a hundred tomatoes they are all stacked and they look exactly the same, well, there's something wrong with that, right? So go to your local farmer's market, know where something is, is sourced. That's not natural for things to look like that, right? So right. they eat food, actual food, you know, and they eat very little um, meat. It's mostly plant-based. I mean, they're not extremists about it. They right. have it on special occasions and on Sunday. Um, and they have a very anti-inflammatory diet naturally. And they move not because um, they're in a, like, you know, a little rat in a gym, you know, moving around or whatever. They actually, their life is movement, you know? And I don't think many of us are lucky enough to have that. But like, you know, the people who are shepherds in Sardinia are doing very well for themselves. They're at a much higher rate than anybody else in terms of living to 100 and more. So if you can figure out a way to incorporate movement into your life, um, that's just invaluable. So move. Um, But I think, I think another thing is, you know, inflammatory and anti-inflammatory doesn't have to not be fun either, you know, so they drink two glasses of wine a day on average, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Well, why is that? Well, it has resveratrol in it with, you know, a lot of other things, but, you know, that's really a powerful anti-inflammatory. Interestingly enough, um, it anybody out there is a wine connoisseur, they have um, their version of the Grenache grape there. Um, I've got a, the pronunciation of it um, escapes me once in a while, but I'll, I'll, I'll I'll hark it back and figure it out. But they have a Grenache grape that they grow there that has two or three times the concentration of Reservatrol um, compared to the grapes that we have. Um, and so, yeah, you can, um, like Toconel grape, I, again, I'm gonna, I'm gonna butcher, but it's a Grenache grape that Mm -hmm. is grown in Sardinia and they have one or two glasses a day. So they drink in mild to moderation and, you know, you don't have to do that. You can get, um, you know, supplements that have Reservatrol on it, um, in it. Mm -hmm. And that's naturally anti-inflammatory, um, Yeah, sure. You could pop some Advil or Celebrex, but Mm -hmm. hey, things like um, polyphenols that are in a lot of plants and wines and berries have anti-inflammatory properties that do it the same way that these medications do it. Um, For example, COX-1 and COX-2, those are are inflammatory enzymes, right? Right. And ibuprofen, Celebrex inhibit cyclooxygenase, right? Um, and cyclooxygenase converts arachidonic acid, which we have in our membranes, to um, prostaglandins that cause inflammation. Right? And cyclooxygenase, if you can inhibit that, you're going to have less inflammation. So sure, you can have the kidney effects of Advil and the GI upset, or you can, you know, have supplements that have Polyphenols in it that are plant based, or you can actually eat foods that are high in those naturally. Um, again, you know, beans and berries and grapes, um, there's a reserve of those. So, yeah, um, huh. preventative through nutrition, anti inflammatory through nutrition.
1: Very good, very good. But now, speaking of which, anti inflammatory, nutrition, berries, I understand that you um work with a company called 305 life talk about that why you got involved with them and what is it about their products their brand that attracted you to them
0: so um you know just like in any story there's sort of roundabout ways where you get to where you are so huge 49er fan and I Miami at the super bowl the ill-fated super bowl um in 2020 against kc yes. and um i saw pitbull at a concert there Pitbull, and yes. i've never seen him before <laughs> and in between his sets he was talking about his mantra and his his um outlook on life and the the positivity and and I agreed so much with what he was putting out there in terms of work really hard and do something that makes you feel like you are either helping people and or bringing civilization forward. Wow. You know that there's meaning in your life, yeah. and actually, if you look at those blue zones, I'll go get back to that. You know, in general, you know, seek things that work and try to figure out why it works. Right. So the blue zones, they work, right? And one of the things that they found is that they have a strong sense of community and a purpose. They wake up in the morning with purpose and whatever they may be doing. And that was something that you know Armando Pitbull uh, was really on is that have a purpose and he has a purpose. So you know, we see the flash of what he does on stage, but um, he has these schools that he has founded called Slam schools, which are um, sports, leadership, arts, and um, I think it might be music, but it's, um, these mm-hmm. are charter schools, totally um, public schools that has founded starting in Miami, and then now also in Georgia, and in Nevada, where he's giving back, and he's educating kids, and giving them purpose, and it gives him purpose, right, mm-hmm. and so it's really, it, it spoke to how I feel like when I was at Harvard I founded a program where we took Harvard kids and went to um, projects nearby um, and did the, um, the Head Start programs and so taught literacy to kids. Um, so studies show that if you show kids how to read before the third grade you know up to that point you're you're learning how to read and then at that point it switches and you are learning by reading right and if you mm. haven't gotten to the point of reading at that point you're done because they've already assumed that you know and so early childhood education is super important and he believes in that i believe in that so i just felt like wow i really i, I really agree with his vibe with his mm. with um his mission and so then um a friend of mine mark Shankel, um had teamed up with this really um cool personal trainer, um, Roger Ewan. Um, and they had worked with Armando about um, nutrition and things to keep him hydrated. And he wanted to stay healthy because he wants to do all these things. And he tried this supplement called 305. Well, eventually that was called 305 Life because he is Mr. 305 and um, found that it really made him feel better. And um, they would done quite a bit of research to figure out um, what to put in these products. And I then was approached by uh, Mr. Schenkel and said, hey, um, get completely out of the blue and without any any connection to pit I'm I'm partnering with Armando because he believes in it. And I know that you have a strong basis in sports medicine. We want to bring a medical aspect um, in terms of movement to this product, can you take a look at the ingredients and see if you believe in it too? And I looked at and I was like, wow, this is exactly what I would want my patients to be taking. It's basically big anti-inflammatory, you know, I I do cortisone injections, you know, for people with advanced arthritis, (laughs) but I would prefer to be doing things that are a more natural bend, you know, not to get to that stage. And so um, this product for me was really meaningful because they really had a huge emphasis on polyphenols, um, plant-based anti-inflammatories, so um, quercetin and resveratrol for sure. Um, And then, you know, I have patients who have, you know, muscle spasms or that they have a hard time bouncing back. And a lot of that is magnesium and potassium um, deficiencies. And so for example, like when we were in med school, somebody had a potassium deficiency, we like eat a banana each day that's not enough because you can't get potassium into your cells without magnesium. In fact, you know, magnesium is what drives calcium and potassium in and out of cells. So I looked at him like, wow, somebody really knew what they were talking about when they came up with this proprietary blend because they didn't just have potassium, they had magnesium and potassium, right? And then, you know, it was just during the COVID um, breakthrough the pandemic too and and it was high in um, immune system boosters such as vitamin C and um and and zinc um, which you know when my patients are healing from surgery i say hey load up on the zinc you know and yeah. here's a product that had it and you know i'm sure you could drink your two glasses of wine you know but the Reservatrol, the um uh, quercetin um I'm sorry the quercetin the quercetin is um they're both in the, these products. And so I believed in the ingredients, and I was like, you know, this is a good fit for me. And then just to have that same life outlook that Pitbull had shaping this, and then the proceeds partially go to his SLAM schools. And I was like, well, then that's perfect for me. This is a great fit.
1: Wow. So I'm blown away by just hearing about it because, again, I often talk about the importance of vitamin C and zinc and you know, even D, and you mentioned uh, quercetin, right? So, and you saying that you rather treat the patients naturally than have to give them a cortisol shot, right?
0: Absolutely, yeah.
1: That's yeah, amazing. Because,
0: you know, things that, that are, quote, unnatural often have um, side effects, you know, that, um, that we have to deal with. And, you know, nature has spent a really long time figuring things out for us, right? Um, or figuring out, think that actually not for us, for themselves, right? So let me, let me give you an example. Um, I recently read this book, um, Codebreaker by um, Walter Isaacson, who is an incredible biographer, and it's about Jennifer Doudna and CRISPR technology and mRNA technology, right? And this is uh, gonna be a really powerful method in the future for gene editing, CRISPR technology, where it's going in there and finding DNA sequences and very laser cutting them and potentially switching things out. So, I mean, this could be the cure for Huntington someday or cystic fibrosis, right? And, you know, we saw this in terms of how quickly could we make a vaccine um, that was so targeted with mRNA technology. So where did this even come from, right? Did we just come up with it? Actually, one of the earliest stages of figuring out CRISPR technology were these guys who were working for a yogurt company.
1: And yogurt
0: needs cultures. They need their bacteria that they grow the yogurt, right? And viruses were attacking their yogurt cultures, right? And they're trying to figure out how are we gonna keep our yogurt cultures going, right? Millions of years, bacteria have been fighting viruses. We're just starting to, right? right? But they've been fighting it for millions of years. And how did they do it? Through CRISPR technology, basically. They have in their little cells, little stores of the, the 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 dna mrna sequences right and they when they get attacked they recognize it and then they have this protein called a cast protein that cuts it up and gets rid of the virus so this is their immune system right yes. and so this technology came from millions of years of bacteria fighting viruses right, right. um and so, even things like reservatrol, right? Why do plants make reservatrol, right? Um, well, because fungus has been attacking grapes for, you know, eons. Generations, yeah. eons, right? right? And so, you know, you get these big fungal attacks on grape populations and they decimate the vineyards. Um, so, when a grape is being attacked, it will make chemicals to fight back. And resveratrol is one of those chemicals to fight back. It is mm. anti-inflammatory, it's antioxidant. It's, um, you know, it, it, it can help with cancer treatments um, by helping chemotherapy agents work better. It can help prevent some cancers, right? There's actually been research in animal models. Um, so we, nature has been fighting attackers for a very long time and we would be really smart to harness um that evolution and that's why i believe in plant-based solutions because i feel like why reinvent the
1: wheel oh exactly nature has done it for us right
0: and we just got to figure out the chemical mechanisms of how they've done that
1: yes and you know i speak to doctors all the time and um but some doctors that some doctors espouse a pill for every ill, you know, and I know that you don't, and a few other doctors I've spoken with as well, if there's something there that nature can handle, can take care of, why not heal your body naturally? Right. But I understand that. Yeah, I, Go ahead.
0: yeah I, I feel like for me, like my theory on being a doctor is something called incrementalism is just less, 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 less intervention, wow. harness nature, harness um, physical activity, harness prevention, and then add on when it's not working. And so sure, there's certain things like, look, if you have, I'm a surgeon, I believe in surgery. Myself, right. when I had the kids, I had a C-section, because they were twins, right? So I'm not anti-surgery in any way, right? There's yeah. a reason for it. Like if you have, you know, a tumor um, that's cancer, please go, go, do not all of a sudden start taking supplements and that's not gonna go well for you. Um, supplement with supplements, right? Yes. Get things taken care of, but try to avoid it in the first place. Live a life that decreases the oxidative stress in your body. Um, keep your telomeres strong. You know, again, if you're looking for prevention. This is going to be a whole other conversation, but no. um, telomeres are like these little caps on the ends of your DNA. It's almost like a sho- shoelace. You've got little caps on the end. Those grow and shrink based on how you live your life your lifestyle if your little caps on your dna are not very strong you have a higher risk of cancer so grow your telomeres, live up the healthy lifestyle get in front of things
1: yes wow. if you
0: don't or if you can't or there's genetics let us help you but you know let's come at it both ways
1: yes that's beautiful now if someone wanted to find out more information about the 305 brand where would they go
0: yeah it's- 305-life.com, um, and it has all the ingredients in there, um, some testimonials, um, but, you know, they also over time, they're going to have my blog posts, and I'm going to make these really cerebral, so if you really want to understand how something works, um, read these, because one by one, I'm going to go through all the ingredients, and really let you know um break down the words that you're going to hear thrown So for example, you might have heard the term oxidative stress. And what I want to do is to go back and say, all right, what actually is oxidation? So the very basics, you've got a molecule and a molecule has protons and neutrons in the center and then a cloud of electrons on the outside. And when a molecule gains an electron, it's called reduction. When it loses an electron it's called oxidation so if you've got a molecule that has lost an electron it's roaming around unstable that's called a free radical it is on a mission at that point to get back to stability to grab an electron from whatever it can and so if you have a whole bunch of these molecules running around these free radicals then they're scavenging in your body for electrons, and they might attack things like your DNA. And that's unfortunate because if the DNA is affected, well, that could trigger cancer. And so there's many reasons why an unstable molecule running around your body, desperate to grab an electron, can harm you. And that's the reason why you should be looking for an antioxidant, something that goes around and quenches this free radical, scavenges Scavengers, and I feel yeah. like if you understand the process of what's going on in your body, if you can visualize it instead of just throwing around a term like oxidative stress, um, then you'll be motivated to actually address right. it. Do it. So um, I was a history major, right? And sure, sure. my um, my attend my my hero when I was growing up, Michael Dillingham. Um, he was a history major. When I got into Harvard, he took me aside and said, "Sana." You should be a history major. you got to take all your pre-med classes and and ace those, right? But think about it because you can communicate with people. And if a patient doesn't understand why, they're not going to do it. A third of medications prescribed are never taken, right? Um, And then how are you helping anyone if you're not getting it across to them? And so I want to get knowledge across so it makes sense. And then there's buy-in. And then that's what makes change.
1: Oh, most definitely. Wow. Very well said, you know? And again, to be able to explain it so that the average person can understand it is so important. Because if you are talking to me in medical terms, in terminology, in scientific terminology, technical terms, I mean, I won't understand it. But to break it down so even I, or even a, a public school student could understand it. That, I think that's that's the key. And so so you really believe in 305 and what it's doing for people
0: yeah i believe in the ingredients and i believe in the mission in the mission and i really just feel that people need to read labels read what you're taking in and in fact actually even having said that i really wish that people would eat things that didn't have labels so supplements have to have labels on it right <laughs> But for God's sakes, when you go into a store, try not to buy things with labels on it. That's not often food, right? So go around the edges of the store because that's where the fresh things are because they want in and out easy to be able to turn things over. In the center of the store, that's where they put the stuff that could last 100 years, right? And they don't have to get to it very easily. So eat food. Try to eat things that don't have labels on it. You know, an apple doesn't have a label on it you know, a chicken breast doesn't have a label on it. Trying not to eat things with labels. So I'm saying, read the labels. Um, and I'm, I'm saying that mostly about, you know, supplements, but for food, please try to stay away from things with labels on it.
1: Hmm. I know in a lot of grocery stores, you'll see where it says a healthy food section. So if there's a healthy food section in the store, what's the other food? Not healthy, right? <laughs> Well, I think about that right if they had to put healthy food section in a certain area that means the rest of the areas are not healthy for you so maybe you shouldn't be eating that other food right and i also and tell funny
0: enough, that. So one of the nurses in the operating room has a hilarious sticker on her um on her locker and it cracks me every time i see it but it says um it shows this big fat you know bunny looking thing and this little bunny guy and the the big fat gunny guy says wait, so you're saying um, you are what you eat. And he thinks about it and he's like, then I should eat a skinny person. So, you know, <laughs> that's like a funny, <laughs> funny way of saying it. But yes, you are what you eat. Like literally your cells, everything in you is what you put in you. It, it's not na- magically appearing. Like you're constantly turning over cells. Yes. And that, those ingredients, those building blocks, who you are actually physically is what you just put into your body. And think about that
1: think about that's very very powerful because the human body you know replicates every so often with new cells but you're feeding yourself those new cells you're feeding yourself on a cellular level but what are you feeding yourselves right it makes so much sense to bring that home it really does so if we were to sum this up if I was to ask you okay what are the keys to a, a healthy and injury-free body what would you say
0: So, um, I would say to eat well, to keep your BMI down, um, again and again, I've heard in your podcast, and I'm just going to say it again, just for repetition, eat mostly a plant-based diet, right? And move, move and have purpose in your life. And, you know, a lot of what I'm saying I'm not making up. I'm very evidence-based, right? Actually, all of what I'm saying is evidence-based. Go online and look at the blue zones, right? These are things that somehow these people have figured out and that are commonalities. Everything I'm saying is, is a blue zone value. And, you know, um, you know with the 305 Life, it, that whole ethos of the 305 Life rang true to me because it was a very blue zone issue, you know, very blue zone product. And I, I think that you should just go through and just look at that. Um, remember that you need community, you know, don't build walls. Um, I, again, I'm gonna, here's another thing. I'm a history major, right? And there's a lot of famous stories of, you know, times when, you know, when they're at odds with American Indians and they were basically prisoners, right? And so they had taken um, prisoners, um, Caucasian prisoners and Indian Americans had come to the, to the Western culture. And there is apparently maybe none um, accounts, zero accounts of the prisoners who had, American Indians had come to the Western areas who wanted, did not want to go back. But in many occasions, a lot of the Westerners who had been taken into Native American communities literally had to be shackled and brought back to their own communities Mm -hmm. and they did, debriefings and figured out like why what's the community living there's a sense that that you need to have to be a part of a community um to have multi-generational living you know so be good to your the old people in your life because then the young people are going to look at that and that's how they're going to treat you and besides study after study shows that multi-generational living and um and activity makes for happiness in all generations right so be connected um yes. these are not things that are just kind of touchy-feely nebulous spiritual you know oh that's great they're actually health benefits this will yeah. make you live longer um so yeah I'd, I'd encourage people to to embrace that ethos
1: yes beautiful now how can my listeners and my viewers find out more about you dr harari
0: yeah, so I, I 305-life, um, that website is great um, to look at all the products. Um, you know, if you're interested in reading just about um, different stories of how people have lived their best life, that book is coming out, Brilliance Beyond Borders, um, so that's coming out. Um, it was interesting. Um, To be brief a couple of years ago um, i got a call from a lady who was an immigrant here and she was a journalist and she said my life dream is to put together a guidebook for immigrants who come here Mm -hmm. and um, who want to make it but are not quite sure what are the different paths and might not have access to people who have done well for themselves in their own communities and i want to put together those stories so that somebody can access that easily and so, um, yeah, yeah. Last year, I got an email out of the blue and said, "Hey, this is going to be published. You know, and there's a chapter on you." And I was so grateful because whenever a young person comes to me, I'm just so honored and I'm so grateful to be able to share what I know because so many people ahead of me did that for me. Um, you know, throughout Lenore Horowitz, Dr. Horowitz, Dr. Dillingham, Dr. Amy Ladd, just people who took time out and said, "Hey." this is what worked for me, take it or leave it. And I took most of it, right? Ah. Um, And so anyway, so Brilliance Beyond Borders is just a collection of stories about people who came from other countries to the United States. And what they found was um, what kept them going and what worked for them. So that's another good way Thanks for asking that question.
1: And that's your book. You, you, you.
0: No, I've just, they wrote it about different stories, and I'm <laughs> one chapter in it, so this, this lady wrote about me, one of the chapters, and so there's yeah. many chapters about people who've done different you. different paths in the United States, and what they would pass yeah. on to somebody sitting in front of them. And yeah. so you're basically getting, like, the yeah. advice of many people Um writing one book and i just i think that's really special
1: oh most definitely do you have a website yourself
0: well my medical website is dr e-r-s-a-n-a-z so if anybody is in the bay area and needs medical advice or a physical exam come on in i'm happy to treat you but um okay yeah try try to prevent that so yeah. that's that's what i'm gonna i'm gonna say try to prevent that
1: that is cool yeah uh, no Instagram, right? Right now, no Instagram? No. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But the information yeah, I'm, I'm, is... I'm
0: buried in, in, in clinic in, um, surgery,
1: and surgery. Yes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Too busy for that stuff right now. Yeah. Well, now. Yeah. well Dr. Sana Harari on behalf of my nonprofit organization, Body Scope of New York, I truly want to thank you for coming on my show today.
0: Thank you so much for giving me this platform. I really believe in it. And it's so special for me to be able to, you know, I, I give this my, my outlook on life to people who ask, but, you know, it's one-on-one. And then to have this ability to send it out to more people, if it resonates, I'm really honored.
1: Well, it will definitely get out there. And I just believe in what you're, you're saying. And I know it's from the heart. And You're adding so much value. So I'm sure that my listeners are gonna really and my viewers are gonna really benefit from the information that you shared today. It really is special. And I mean that, very special. And I truly hope that this program to my listeners and viewers have been encouraging, inspiring, and that you will continue tuning in to my Six Weeks to Fitness podcast. And if you have any questions, comments, or suggestions for the show, please leave them in the comment section below. And don't forget to subscribe or even email me at venceat 6 And don't forget that we don't stop exercising because we grow old. We grow old because we stop exercising. Take care of yourself.